What is going on, guys? My name is David Gibson. I am the host and founder of this podcast, SIDcast, a podcasting resource dedicated to telling these stories and sharing the experiences of the sports information and athletic communications profession. So we're on episode 84. We're post uh, Cositum. It's been a couple weeks now. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the past couple weeks of episodes that we have had. We had Josh Mank on last week. I uh, got a lot of great feedback off of that, especially a lot of great feedback off of our recap episode uh, from D.C. where I just flew solo there. But today we have the Wolverine Hoosier Athletic Conference SID of the Year, Tyler Stevenson from Indiana Tech on uh, to talk about how what all that meant to him um, going from Manchester, which is maybe 30, 40, 45 minutes away from Fort Wayne, uh, around northern Indiana before landing at his gig for the last three years. Uh, and at NAI school, how he's adapted and how he's used uh, his past experiences using with from Division One offices all the way to where he is now and applying that to an NAI office that uh, has, quite frankly, experienced a lot of NAI national championship success. So uh, we will talk about that and more, but first I want to turn your guys' attention to uh, rating and reviewing over on iTunes and Spotify, uh, Stitcher and Google Play and things like that, that yes, we are on all of those different places. Uh, if you go over there and you just leave a sentence or two maybe, and then maybe a four or a five star, uh, wherever you get your podcast, that helps out and goes a long way in the algorithms. Uh, with the way that the charts work in iTunes, it'll pop up. Um, easier to find. I know that when I first started this and I typed in SIDcast, there was a guy's, um, there's some guy's podcast from like 2007, and he has like six episodes. And when I, when I first Googled, or not Googled, but searched for SIDcast to see if anybody was using the name, saw it was sort of dormant-ish, and... Um, his name still popped up first before us for many months, and now it's gotten to the point to where, yeah, we uh, we kind of took over that spot. So I can thank you guys for that, especially with well over 22,000 downloads. Um, can't thank you guys enough for that. But anyway, we are on social media, at Sports Infocast on Twitter and Facebook. You can follow me personally. Um, I know I mentioned you can friend me on Facebook if you want, David Gibson, uh, just my name that's nothing really fancy. I know a lot of you people responded to that, so I thank you very much. I do enjoy uh, connecting with different people, seeing where you guys are up to and the like. I don't know. Just, it just makes me happy all around to see what you guys are doing. So, um, But anyway, guys, let's get off to today with episode number 84 of SIDcast with Tyler Stevenson from the Indiana Tech Warriors, and we'll talk about how he first got into sports information right here on SIDcast. Yeah, we're, um, originally was born in Indianapolis, Indiana, uh, lived in Shelbyville, which is um, about a half hour or so south, southeast of Indy for about the first six years of my life, and then my family moved up to Valparaiso, Indiana, so got, got my first taste of the region at a young age and stuff, so lived in Valpo um, my whole life after that until about 2015, so... Um, I chose Manchester because I was I was interested in sports. I knew I wanted to do something with sports as a profession, but I didn't quite exactly know um, what that was and stuff. So I was always always been big in the kind of stats and other sort of SID stuff, which I didn't know about at the time and stuff. But my friends would always used to tell me like you need to be one of those guys on ESPN who's just giving out stats and all those random sports shows and stuff going on there. So so slowly started to pick up 
um, some pieces about what you could do working in sports and stuff. Worked, um, actually talked with a few people over at Valparaiso University. I was in high school about different things, and then uh, took a trip to Manchester and just fell in love with the campus. It was a small campus, and um, being a an introvert, not really a big scene like Purdue or IU and stuff like that. So and just and then was also wanting to continue my football career as well. So I was a member of the football team there for three years and stuff. So just uh, really just enjoyed the small campus feel of Manchester and stuff. And so kind of got in, got into sports information stuff towards the end of my freshman year, working with um, the SID there. So I worked with him for two years before Mark Atkins um, came on my junior year. And then was I was the only only returning member of the staff that first year he had took over. So I got to help out with quite a few different things and stuff and kind of, kind of, that's how I met my, my wife and stuff. She was interested in sports as well. And she was an ed major and eventually switched over to sport management and stuff. And so we became a, a tag team on the SID staff at, SID staff at Manchester, uh, doing a lot of different things with stats. And we worked pretty much, almost every single sporting event we could that was at home and stuff over those last two years. So, I mean, that's kind of been my best. So graduated in Manchester, um, it's 2014. That seems so long ago and stuff. So graduated there 2014 with bachelor's in sport management. Um, that summer I did an internship with USA track and field as their communications intern, got to travel to a few different, um, championships across the country, went worked the Masters Outdoor Championships in North Carolina and then the Junior Outdoor National Championships in Houston, Texas. So that just kind of learned a little bit more about sports information there and kind of that different feel working in the office each day and stuff and doing some traveling. And then it was fall of 2015, started on graduate school at Valparaiso University, worked there for a year as the GA in their media relations department under Aaron Levitt and Brad Kligman and stuff. So worked a few different Horizon League championships there, got the got my master's in sports media. So that's where I kind of learned a lot more of the, the bones of it, some of uh, my Photoshop and editing skills and stuff learned from there. So I was able to um, learn a lot from them and stuff. So that was first time I really had my own teams to cover and stuff especially being the contact for men's soccer and a few other sports so that was and then and then it was let's say the summer of 2015 stuff was just living in Fort Wayne with my wife we were engaged at the time she was working with the Fort Wayne Mad Ants who were members of the what's now known as the NBA G League but was Mm -hmm. the D League back when she was working with them I was just working over at IPFW part-time um, as a assistant SID, I had known Bill Sire and Brian Alden from my days at Manchester and had did an undergrad internship with them, was just helping out with them on a part-time basis. And then um, the position at Indiana Tech opened up um, that summer, and I got the job a week before my wedding date and stuff. So to say it was a, it was a quick turnaround and just a very unique unique experience and stuff was. So it went from from working part-time to getting a first full-time job out of school and then getting married a week after and then just jumping right on in and mm-hmm. stuff and, and three years later it's just just crazy how fast time flies and stuff and how fast we how fast we've come since then yeah absolutely so let's go back a little bit to some of the things that you kind of mentioned um when mark came on like you said you were the only member of the returning previous staff so how did he kind of use you to to 
And was that a growing experience for you with the new guy in the office? What kind of questions did he ask? I mean, how did you two kind of intertwine? Yeah, I mean, so we he used me a lot, a lot of different ways and stuff. So he, uh, like, for, I mean, basketball and stuff, I was the main caller, so I was the only one who had done any calling experience and stuff. So he had kind of taken under a few new inputters under his wing and stuff and started, started teaching them. And then so we kind of, you know, kind of, went back and forth and stuff on different things, what kind of um, jobs and just and just duties we were doing and stuff like that. So I was still playing football at that time, so that first fall really didn't have, help us much. But then once the fall and spring rolled around and stuff, I was there all the time doing all sorts of things with the music and, the, and a few photo taking and some live stream setup and whatnot as well. So, I mean, that was – I think that – it came in big for Mark joining in the summer and stuff and having someone there who knew kind of kind of those um, other sort of techie things so he didn't have to worry about and stuff. And then when football season came around my senior year and stuff, helping him out with the cheerleading routines at halftimes and in between quarters and stuff and just dealing with the different sort of timeout music and stuff like that. So really learned a lot, a lot from Mark during my time there and stuff. He was one of – he's definitely a – a great SID and a great, even better human being as well and stuff. So, I mean, we definitely, definitely leaned on each other and stuff, try to know some things as I was the only kind of new, only person returning. So I knew kind of how things got set up, how certain things worked, what kind of the, the flow of some of the game day stuff was, and then him kind of having a bit more of a, a traditional SID experience than the previous one and having a lot more, um, tools to work with and stuff really taught me a lot in that regard. You met your wife while doing sports information stuff, um, how, and she works with uh, where, where, she works with a conference, doesn't she? Yeah, she she works for the USA South Athletic Conference now. So they're, they're a Division three conference that's located. Their offices are in Rome, Georgia now. They used to be in Fayetteville, North Carolina, before their new commissioner who just took over right before she started and stuff. So she's been working there for for two years now and stuff yeah so she was she was an ed major at the time and we had just started dating she was she was always interested in sports as well she wanted to be a sports journalist initially and stuff before starting out in education she played tennis and just kind of had a love for for sports and stats kind of like me and stuff and we just kind of clicked when we hit it off and stuff and so so basketball season we were we were the tag team she would be the inputter and i'd be the caller and we we work all those games together and stuff so uh we really we learned a lot about each other that time and stuff so we learned that we we could work together and stuff but if i think you talk to us now and stuff that we would probably not want to work together just because <laughs> <laughs> not from like not wanting to be around each other too much but just with our our different strengths and weaknesses we would be we would be better suited at working in similar but not like totally the same job and stuff like that so we we had a lot of fun. We worked a lot of basketball games, a lot of baseball and softball games together and stuff. So, so she spent a couple of years at the Mad Ants while I was working at Tech and stuff as their media, uh, media relations um, manager, director and stuff, and community relations. So she really got was really big into that, and then decided she needed the career move and stuff. And uh, the job with the was a new job with the USA South that opened up and stuff, so it was very fortunate. So they were looking for someone who could work from wherever and stuff, and so she works from home now. So she does all their their digital media. So she works a lot with their graphics and highlight videos and 
um, different sort of turn, conference tournament recaps and whatnot and stuff. So she's looking to take on a little bit more this year and stuff. Uh, take a little bit more off their SIDs plate, who also doubles as their associate commissioner. So he has a lot more, a lot more uh, important things on his hands sometimes than right. just player of the week releases and other sort of things that go out like that. So, but she's, but it's been definitely a fun experience, and I'd say we have a unique relationship because of that and stuff. Uh, we're both very understanding of the schedule and demands that working in sports and athletic communications, especially um, demands and stuff. And that's been, that's been challenged a little bit this year. Um, she just had our first child um, back in September, little Carter. So he's um, nine months, will be 10 months in about a week or so. But so he, he came into our lives in late September, right as, all the fall sports were in full swing, and we we're just a week away from from the start of our hockey season and yeah. fall fall season and stuff. So, so but that was that's so. The last nine months have been fun though and stuff. So we both both learned a lot, and so I'd say we both gone through some growing pains and trying to balance the demands of our jobs with the demands of taking care of a, a new human and stuff. But I mean, being a father is definitely something I I wouldn't trade the world for. So. I want to talk about your job interview process with Valpo. Um, did you were, were you looking adamantly for a grad assistantship? Were you looking for maybe any other positions that were open? Um, can you spare no detail? Yeah. So look. At, so I was I was looking around at a few grad schools. So it was something I probably got a little late in the process of. So I wasn't really exactly sure what I wanted to do after graduation. But uh, Mark had. Mark and um, our sport management professor, Ryan Hedge from Manchester, had kind of um, advised me that going to grad school would be a good way to get some more experience, get get a master's paid for, at least some sort of help along that way and stuff. And so it uh, helps out that parents still lived in Valpo and some family still is in Valpo. So it just worked out that, you know, I thought, well, let's look at VU and stuff and see what see what goes on there. So I reached out to Aaron Levitt. Uh, Sent him a couple emails when I, I think, can't remember if we met on campus or had a phone interview, but we just, you know, kind of interviewed from there and this is what they were looking for and it was it matched up well to what I was looking for and stuff and being able to live at home was definitely a huge plus and stuff, so it saved a lot of expenses from that and stuff and then, you know, helped out that I was going to be there uh, quite early and stuff, so I didn't have to worry about and that was, and I that's pretty much it and stuff. So from working with Valparaiso as well as, I, or, uh, what is it, Purdue-Fort Wayne now? Um, it is now Purdue-Fort Wayne. So when I was there, it was still IPFW, and then I think it was my first year at Tech, I think they officially got rebranded over to just Fort Wayne Athletics, and now they're Purdue-Fort Wayne now as of just two weeks ago. Yeah. All right, so. yeah. So, um what did you take away from those offices, maybe your time there, and apply to what you do while at a small NAI school like Indiana Tech? Yeah, I mean, definitely. Uh, PFW was a great time. Got to learn a lot from Bill and Brian on there. I mean, that was, I mean, worked my, my first postseason game. So it was their first their first uh, men's basketball postseason home game since they had become Division One back in the early 2000s. So it was a CIT game against Akron. So just kind of working with that with that atmosphere and that exposure and that um, high intensity that you get from hosting a postseason game and something was something that I cherish and that's always one of my fondest memories and stuff. Uh, just learn how to how to manage and then that was kind of where I first got a lot of like 
in-depth office experience and stuff working with Bill and Brian and you know working a lot of long days and nights and stuff so we we hosted the the Summit League Indoor Track and Field Championships when I was there as an intern so that was a long couple days on top of everything else going on with their basketball and men's volleyball team going into the spring season and stuff I mean learn how to manage my time learn how, how to interact with different members of the coaching staff as well as kind of the behind the scenes video production stuff as they um their video production and streaming service a little bit more um high depth and in detail than what we had at manchester and stuff where it's just a single camera on a tripod and then ipfw they have three cameras set up with a tricaster and a lot of different graphics and replay and stuff so got to just kind of observe and see what all goes on and stuff and behind or behind the scenes of a, a live action event and stuff like that so that was that was really something neat that i took away from there's a lot more that goes behind the scenes and just to see what all goes into pulling off that sort of productions what about um, same kind of phrasing of the question here? But what about when you got the job interview at Indiana Tech? Uh, where were you at with life at that time? Um, what did you think of the campus? Uh, again, spare no detail. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, like I was, I was working at IPFW just part time, um, trying to find something to do in between. I just finished up my grad school um, back in the spring, so I had one more online class and was doing an internship with a. Uh, a summer wood bat league, the Indiana summer league. That's a Northeast Indiana base and stuff with some IPFW tech and Manchester and um, St. Francis players and stuff like that. So was helping out with that and getting ready the, for the, for my wedding. And just, uh, I was July when Bill told me that the job at Indiana tech was going to open and he encouraged me to apply for it and stuff. And um, to be honest, I knew nothing about Indiana tech or the NAI at that time and yeah. stuff. So, I had one friend growing up in high school who went to play, play, play baseball over at Grace College, but other than that, I knew nothing about NAI or how it differed from NCAA at all and stuff. So I mean, so that 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 interview process was um, was pretty unique as well because at that time they still were in the search for their new AD at the time. So mm-hmm. she got hired about probably two weeks before I started stuff. So so when I got my interview, I was. Um, with members of the coaching staff and the associate AD, Jesse Biggs, the women's basketball coach as well. So she was, was kind of my, kind of my, my guide at the time and kind of just showed me around what all was going on and stuff and showed me around campus and was kind of my point of contact during that interview and stuff. So met with a number of the coaches on staff as well as with a marketing director. So just kind of figure out what all was different, what, what made tech difference being an NAI school than an NCAA school and stuff, but going into some different things like, well, they use DAC stats as their official stats. Um, so how's that going to be different than, because all I had known before was stat crew and stuff. Right. And, and thankfully, Indiana Tech is in the whack and stuff. And so we use stat crew for all our conference games. So, so that made it for a little bit of an easier transition on my part, I think. If I had to jump in the DAC right away, I probably would have been something I would have would have taken a little bit of time to get used to and stuff, but I mean definitely having and having a couple other student workers from uh, the previous SIDs actually and stuff on staff definitely helped out. But I mean that job job interview I was on campus for probably a good chunk of the day and stuff, met with 
with almost a good number of people and stuff. Can't remember who I met with, but no, was felt good about it and stuff. But like, for I was definitely nervous. For I was straight out of grad school and stuff. Uh-huh. Straight out of grad school and had you know not a lot of experience besides grad school and undergrad stuff. So wasn't exactly sure how how if I would get the job or not so I was confident but but cautious at the same time and stuff and then uh, when they hired their new AD Debbie Warren she reached out to me about a week after she started and stuff and I met with her and we had a good good long talk and she offered me the job there and stuff and we hit the ground running after that and stuff cool so you mentioned the uh, Danic stats as far as statting and everything what were some also some other skills that maybe you had to pick up and learn uh, straight away in your first full-time job picking up um definitely setting up a lot of the live streaming um, equipment and stuff and getting just that as well as you know handling a lot of the social media and a lot of the, the in-game management whether it be on um, the scores table or some of the, the other live streaming stuff that goes on and stuff um when I started here, we didn't have a full-time assistant AD, and Debbie was new as well. So kind of the site supervisors were out-of-season head coaches and stuff. So a lot of the a lot of the in-game setup fell to me, and some occasionally the head coaches of the teams involved. So I was very thankful that um, our soccer coaches, Jim Opaki and David Bocart, who had been here for a while and stuff, they helped me out a lot with kind of that pre-game setup and stuff and bringing stuff down, but just going through all the different okay, where does this go? How does this get set up? Um, different live streaming issues that we had come up and stuff. Um, our soccer field doesn't have a press box, so it's just a tent and midfield, so there's not really a good place to, to stream the game from up high and stuff. So trying to figure out, okay, how do they do this? Well, they run 200 feet of extension cord from a, a plug and a light post to the middle of the bleachers and stuff and get that set up. Um, working out the the nuances and just um, the features of wirecast and stretch internet, something that I had never been exposed to or knew of before and stuff. So learning that, um, I would say my another thing is that you have to also remember to go check your um, stat crew licenses and make sure you're up to date and stuff. Otherwise your life stats don't work. So that, <laughs> that took me a couple games to figure out like, well, why aren't their life stats working? Like I'm doing everything right. And then I'm like, well, you haven't bought a new license yet. Well, well that makes sense then. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was, that was quite a fun. That's those first, those first couple weeks and the first couple months were definitely learning time and stuff. Um, <laughs> I'm just thinking of a story now. It was my first, it was one of my first triple header game days and stuff. So we had a home soccer game, a home volleyball match, and we were also hosting um, a golf jamboree for our men's golf team and stuff. So these were all going out at the same time and stuff. So, um, so thankfully we had soccer figured out and stuff like that. So I had that under control. Um, Volleyball, we pretty much had figured out, except it was our first home game, and the normal PA guy wasn't going to be there, so I had, excuse me, scrambled to find, you know, another guy to do the PA and stuff, who was a local radio guy in town, but, so I was running to get back from the golf course, because I was inputting everything in the stack crew there at the course and stuff, and then, you know, fight was around seven o'clock or so so fighting through the downtown fort wayne traffic and just trying to get back to and i get 
get back to the court and the PA system's going haywire and it's making all sorts of screeching noises everywhere and stuff and he has no idea what's going on and our coach is just glaring at me and stuff <laughs> and just like <laughs> like never again do we have this guy come over to our games and stuff and I'm just like what is going on and our, our volleyball inputter and thank goodness coach Lepaki's wife is the volleyball inputter and stuff so she had things pretty much handled from that standpoint and stuff like that although they had set up her table wrong so she wasn't happy with me at all mm-hmm. stuff so that was so that was a so that was a unique learning experience but we got got through that first day on scratch pretty much and stuff so figured out what was wrong with the, the sound system and stuff and had our PA guy in for the next home game and he hasn't missed a volleyball or basketball game since, and it's worked like a charm. So I haven't nice. had any issues with that. So that was that was definitely one of the rough days early on. But it just taught me you just gotta that things are gonna go wrong, and you just gotta learn to adapt. And if you gotta, you just gotta learn to adapt and, and just kind of roll with the punches and stuff. And that everything's gonna turn out all right. Perfect. Awesome. Nice advice. So um, you kind of mentioned a little bit earlier that you didn't really know anything about the NAI. Well, now you find yourself SID of the year of an NAI conference. Um, what does that mean to you to be named that? Uh, yeah. Just what, what, how does it feel? Yeah. Being named the, the whack, the whack Mike Dean, Patrick Moore SID of the year, or as um, Cynthia Potter put it, she wanted to call Hello Friends SID of the year award. So it's what she says we should name it now since it's, long have been acronym now but <laughs> it's a uh, it's truly uh it's an honor it's uh it's very humbling to be named the SID of the year I'm in the WAC there's so many great SIDs in the WAC especially be being the company of some of like ones like Ryan at Lords, Aaron at Cornerstone uh, Mike Dean over at Aquinas uh the great Pat Moore who was here for just a I was only at Tech for a, a couple months before he passed so I never really got a chance to get to know him too well and stuff but it's just been a been a was a huge honor and just very very humbling and stuff so I uh never really thought that I'd be named SID of the year so it my, my wife always told me like I think you're gonna win it this year and stuff. I'm like, well, I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of good SIDs here. Um, Jay Nichols at Lawrence Tech and Nick McCutcheon at Michigan Dearborn. Like they're just phenomenal at what they do and just from uh, kind of, I mean, especially Nick with what Michigan Dearborn. They just have evolved and expanded and grown so much over the two years since he's taken over and stuff. And so he's really done a phenomenal job there. So I mean, just. Uh, with all the SIDs in the conference, I mean, there's there's not a great, not a better group of SIDs to work with, in my opinion, across the country and stuff. I mean, we we tag team a lot of stuff together and stuff, but it's been it was it was very very humbling experience and stuff. So I mean, especially being you know only in my third year here, it's, that was um, something I never expected as well. So I mean, it's it's uh, very very thankful, but very very honored to be among such a be put uh, put on that list of some great SIDs too. If you just look back at the previous winners and stuff. Awesome, cool. Uh, well, I'd like to transition this as part of the interview where I li- usually like to ask some fun questions. All First right. one I have for you, Tyler, is uh, what's your favorite memory in your professional tenure? <sighs> My favorite memory. Um, there's a couple that comes to mind. Um, the first would be was my first my first year. At Texas, so this would have been March, 
2016. So I was on the road with, with rest, our wrestling team in Topeka, Kansas at the national championships. And so we were, you know, what we had our first individual All-American win. So Mitch Pollock won 125 pound national title. So it was the first ever national title for the program. So in their, we're a fairly young program. They just started in it was 2012 is when they got started up and stuff. And so that was um, definitely one of the, um, the highlights, I would say, so far. And one of my favorite memories just from the emotion of Mitch and um, our coach and the coaching staff and just his teammates and everyone was there and stuff. So it was um, just to see that. And he was the first match in the championship bout and stuff. So that was very exciting. Just kicking off stuff like that and being my first my first postseason travel my first national championship that i attended as well as that's a very special place in my heart right there just uh you know kind of got to bond a lot with a lot of those guys and coaches to over there over those two days there and stuff like that so that was that was real fun so you're just just there all day and all night watching watching wrestling and stuff and it's just neat to see it was neat to see mitch just work his way through the rounds and stuff and then get to the finals and stuff and just to lead it off it's just grand stage and you're on espn3 and you're you know break out the new their new white singlets they had just got earlier excuse me that semester and stuff and just like you know this is like this is big time and just when he when he pinned him and stuff and then he just got up and it was like running around and so excited with his emotion and stuff and just snapping pictures away and stuff and that was that was always um that's something that's very very dear to me and stuff that's probably at the top of my professional memories other than the uh, triple header day what 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 about on the other side of the coin what's your biggest horror story biggest horror story um probably going back to my first year as well there we had we had a was a another crossover day double header day we had had a men's soccer game going on at night along with a men's hockey game at night and for whatever reason we had there was some sort of pep rally or like basketball midnight madness that was being run by student life at the time so that was all going on so i was kind of running back and forth between three places and uh, my normal inputter who i had for soccer wasn't available that night so i kind of had scrounged around a couple couple workers to kind of you know man the fort before while i was over at hockey the, and then run over the soccer and then lo and behold no one shows up so our coach is doing the announcements and playing the national anthem on this phone and there's no one there to stat and we're we're playing davenport and they're, they're top 10 in the nation and stuff and they're really good and it's just chippy and a good game and stuff and so i get there at like halftime or whatnot and trying to recreate some sort of a file from these these hand scratched notes that the kids who finally got there and stuff and it was it was just a mess and stuff so that was i think definitely one of my my biggest horrors um biggest low points of my career and stuff just being within a couple months and stuff like that so it was not a fun not a fun day and stuff and felt like i had let a lot of people down um because i hadn't had anyone there to do anything and put a lot on those coaches and stuff but um coaches in ad they all I all understood and they all forgave me and stuff and we moved on and, and since then we've 
haven't missed a beat as well and stuff. So there's been games that I obviously haven't been there because of other games going on at the same time. But I've always made it a priority of mine that if I'm not going to be there, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure it's set up or have someone there to set it up so that they know what they're doing so that we don't put any of our programs in that position again to feel like there's there's no one there. Like, what do we do and stuff like that. Cool. So um, what's one piece of advice you give to a student going into this profession? One piece of advice. Um, let's say know that you're going to you know, have a lot of long hours, but at the end, if you're in, in the right environment, in the right culture, in the right, um, the right place and stuff, it's a very fulfilling profession, and you get a lot of, a lot of joy and rewards out of seeing other people um, succeed, and I think that's something that we all as SIDs love, is we love seeing our teams and our student-athletes and our coaches um, succeed in their their sport and outside of sports on and academics and stuff and just know that you know there's going to be a lot of uh, struggles a lot of challenges a lot of things you're going to have to work through but you know just have to have to keep working but don't don't lose sight of of your friends and your family though because your job your job shouldn't define you and stuff and jobs can come and go but your family is is going to be there forever and stuff I think that's something that Another piece that I would want to give the students is that know that you know family family comes first. There's times where your family your family will understand that you have things going on and stuff. But if there's uh, you always want to make sure you put your family first, and that's something that I've uh, really really struggled with a lot this past year and stuff, especially with having having a newborn child and a wife that also works in sports. And that's really really pushed us and tested us. But you know it's been very very thankful and blessed to have a supportive AD who gets it and understands it and stuff. And so it's been able to help me out with the flexible schedule and office times and whatnot. But just, just know that, you know, there's going to be struggles and downtimes, but you just got to keep pushing through it and just keep uh, family first. That would be my biggest piece of advice for students looking to get into the sports information field. Just real quick. Uh, how are you going to describe to your son what you do? <laughs> How do I describe to him what I do? Oh man, that's, I would say I just I would get to watch sport teams and I I get to see I tally up points I tally up points and goals and stuff and take pictures along the way. So he's already he's been exposed to a few events already and stuff. So he was actually able to come out. Him and my wife were able to come out with me to um, the basketball national championships in Sioux City and Sioux Falls, and he got the drive down the Gulf Shores, Alabama for the track and field outdoor national championships as well. So I think he'll, hopefully he's got a little bit of an understanding, but I would say that you just, I would explain it that I, I had to keep stats, although by the time he finally gets it, it's probably like I, I send out, I send out tweets and Facebook and Instagram posts and stuff or uh, whatever new social media is around by the time he gets old enough to have that and stuff. So yeah. Awesome. Um, what's one thing you're interested in to learn more about in this profession? Uh, interested. Um, I think one thing that I struggled with and wanting to know more of is how do I put put more trust into my student workers and really empower them to do more like on a game day basis. Um, I think that's something I I really want to work on getting better at and stuff because I can't be everywhere at once, especially with twenty five. We have twenty five twenty five sports and we can't 
I can't be there at once and stuff, especially with the um, overlap of games and spring schedules and stuff. Like spring sports in Indiana is, is no joke, so you never know when baseball or softball is going to be played. So we have a pretty good idea that lacrosse is going to stay consistent, but at one point uh, this this past season for baseball, they played 10 games in five days, and, and nine of them were at home and stuff. So <laughs> that was, and so I think only one of those days was originally scheduled to be original baseball game at home that day. So uh, just, I think, learning how to, to trust students, and I think uh, something where I I really like to do it like my way and stuff, but really just not put that pressure and expectation on myself, but to learn to let them let them do it and make their mistakes and grow and learn from it and, and really and utilize them utilize students better because they all have a unique skill set and um and just from their background and whatever skills they have and stuff they can they can use to help to help me and help the department out in so many ways and stuff and so just learning how to empower them to take on more on a game day basis awesome um in your own definition what makes a good SID makes a good SID. I think someone who who puts themselves second, not in a, like, we can't put our put ourselves second and it's like we just get um, run over per se, but as they always want to, they always want to serve those around them, I guess is a better way to put it. So be, be a, servant, a servant towards others because at the end of the day, our job is to to promote those in our department, whether it be our coaches, our teams, our student athletes, all three and stuff. So, uh, learning how to be um, define SID. So, someone who who serves others well and stuff, and who who is a team player and who is who is versatile and knows when to to say no, and who knows that they they can do a lot, but you have to work within your means and stuff. But I think above all, learn. Uh, Someone who serves others and does it, does it graciously and with a with a humble attitude and purpose. Awesome, cool. Um, next time someone's in Fort Wayne, what's your restaurant or bar recommendation? Fort Wayne, I mean, there's a lot of good ones out there. So I mean, my restaurant recommendation would be Shigs and Pit, which is a which is a barbecue joint. So they have a location downtown, and they just opened up one about two minutes from my house, which is very tempting all the time and stuff, but it's great barbecue. Um, as far as bar recommendations, uh, Hoppy Gnome would be my would be my bar recommendation. So it's a downtown Fort Wayne bar, um, not too far away from Parkview Field, where the Fort Wayne Tidcaps, the minor league team, baseball team plays. They have great tacos, and they got great selection of craft beer and just a great atmosphere there. Awesome, cool. Uh, what's your restaurant, or not restaurant bar, sorry, um, work-life balance, what do you do to have fun? Work, work-life work balance, uh, we like to take trips to go see family, so we actually got the, we just got pat, got back from a little bit of a family weekend and stuff, so we were over in Valpo to see my family, got some family pictures taken, um, got to enjoy, got to enjoy some pool and a little bit of beach and some sun there um so as far as my wife and i we like going to sporting events so on our way out to Cosida, we stopped in philly and caught a at uh not national a yankees phillies game because she's a big yankees fan so got to cross another ballpark off our bucket list so excuse me so uh yeah watching sporting events and just 
I would say going to the lake or going to the beach or boating and stuff and then being outside being active and stuff so we we always enjoyed a good tennis match before a car came along so that's something we're hoping to do a little bit more of as he gets a little bit more active and mobile and maybe we'll get him to go fetch our balls when we hit them over the fence and stuff instead of having to go fetch them ourselves. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> yep. Use them while you can. So uh, if anybody wanted to get in touch with you, maybe they had any questions for you, what would be the best way to do it? Yeah, I mean, best way to do it, um, my cell phone, um, area code 219-242-9548. That's a great way to get in touch. Um, you call or text me. Um, I'm on Twitter quite a bit and stuff. Uh, my Twitter handle is Ty Stevenson, S-T-E-V-E-N-S-O-N, 54. Um, so that's two great ways to get in touch with me and stuff. Um, if you want, you email me as well. It's just T-D-S Stevenson at indianatech.edu. So any of those ways. So I'm always checking them. I'm always pretty active and stuff like that. So feel free to reach out with any questions. I'll be happy to answer. Just reach out and talk to anyone. Great, Tyler. Uh, Wackest idea of the year. Once again, congratulations, and thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It was a privilege to be on here. Thank you, David. Well, guys, there you have it. That was episode number 84. Next week, we'll be back with, you guessed it, number 85. I can count. I did very well in elementary school for the most part until I got to high school and college uh, where math became infinitely harder for me. But uh, we will have Jason Hendricks on. He is my new Cosida mentor, even though we've been unofficially mentor-mentee for uh, quite some time now, and it only took, we we now have a title to it. But um, we will talk a lot next week about the mentorship program. I make a good point about how you don't need just the one mentor or mentee. You can have multiple and market yourself a little bit and reach out to some people, take on different advice. Uh, Just a lot of the things that we have. I did ask him some fun questions at the end. Um, Not the usual kind, but I I switched it up quite a bit uh, to ask him some things that were kind of off the cuff, maybe humanized us a little bit uh, so that you guys don't think that we're just people behind a microphone. Uh, even though he's been on four times. But anyway, guys, uh, like I mentioned, rating and reviewing, very important. Go over to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn Radio. We're on all of those places. And then as well as going onto social media and following us on Sports InfoCast. Uh, that's how you'll find us on Facebook and Twitter. So I want to thank you all for listening, and we hope to catch you all in the next episode.